Welcome to Get Amplified from the Amplified Group, the podcast for tech industry leaders and aspiring leaders who want to help their companies execute faster. As always, we're virtual. I'm at home in Bucks where the sun is shining and it's glorious and I'm going out with the dog shortly when we're finished. She will enjoy herself. Vicky's at home in deepest dark Stocksfordshire. So who we've got on the show today, Vicky? Thanks, Sam. Yeah, it's glorious here in Oxfordshire too. So today we've got on the show Jamie Thomas from Kofi. He's the co-founder of Ko-Fi and we were introduced to Ko-Fi from Paul Weefels from the Chasm Group. So he introduced us knowing what we do and he'd done a little bit of work with Jamie previously and it just seems honestly to be a, a match made in heaven because what Ko-Fi does is tackle the ongoing challenge of collaboration and we are seeing certainly now with everyone that we're talking to in the tech industry that since COVID and hybrid working nobody has really mastered how to collaborate in this post-COVID world so it's a really interesting topic and I'm delighted that we've been able to get Jamie on the podcast with us. Fantastic welcome Jamie so maybe you could start by giving us something of a potted career history bring us up to date. Absolutely Um, thank you for having me on on the show I'm very excited to be here it is a relatively potted history I started off as a chartered accountant worked through various different firms in professional practice I spent some time in a private equity house, um, looking at some of the due diligence and trying to work out what an investment profile or a suitable investment profile looks like for future portfolio companies. And and, and in particular, getting to know some of the management teams as well uh, inside those portfolio companies. And then I came out of private equity and joined a very interesting, but at the time, very small technology startup called Qubit. Um, and we were focused on uh, website personalization. Didn't really have a job title at the start, but um, it, it ended They're up always being the best jobs. CFO. Jobs where there is no job title, you, t- you tend to end up with um, all the stuff that nobody else wants to do. Um, so, so came in under the guise of finance, um, ended up uh, quickly adopting the HR department and the operations department and the legal department. And so, so I ended up with, with a fairly broad remit um, and probably the area that I found uh, most complicated, but also most interesting was, was the HR piece. Um, and we were in a very dynamic young business, but a very high growth business. We went from um, when I started um, somewhere between 15 and 20 employees to about four years later up at 350 people. So very, very fast growth. Um, and within a fast growth growth environment that becomes huge cultural complexity, huge team to team complexity, huge organizational complexity um, for lots of good reasons, but also lots of bad reasons. Um, Whilst I was at Qubit, we conducted a uh, fascinating network study. Um, we were around 300 people, um, and that's how I met my co-founder, um, Orowa, who is um, a he's an academic at um, um, in in London at UCL, and he is uh, also very closely linked to um, some of the um, the AI communities out in San Francisco. So OpenAI is doing a lot of work with them. And we're looking at ways of measuring the patterns of collaboration inside organizations, surfacing the relevant insight out of those patterns and serving it up to the people who need it the most. Um, and so that's where we are. That's how I, that's how we've got to, to kind of Kofi and my relationship with Orowa, co-founder. And we're just two years into that journey right now. 
So, so was there one thing that gave you the inspiration to set up Kofi? What? Give me, give me the why behind what you do. I ran the analysis in my last role. I had a huge amount of incredibly valuable data all sitting inside a spreadsheet that you needed to have at least three or four weeks worth of deep training to understand. And the philosophy was, how can I get this incredibly powerful deep network data in a usable format? What is the application that is going to be relevant and useful to an organization? And put that in front of everybody in the way that it's going to be useful for them. You cannot just present generic data. It might want one person's view on the organization is going to be completely different from another person's view on the organization. We have a, a score that we we measure. It's called the net collaboration score. Um, and it is a very simple measure, exactly the same as the net promoter score, um, which measures um, excellent connectivity and uh, the, the percentage of excellent connections and and then subtracts the percentage of underdeveloped connections. And it just gives a score. And, and we see... We, we see it sort of as an absolute necessary requirement of organizations of the future to have that as a as a reporting number. The one number which shows how well connected, how well collaborative, collaborating your, your, your organization is. Because if I was investing into a business, it's the one number that I would want to know is are the organized, are the people, the number one most important asset inside your organization, are the people working well together? And you should have that number. And if you don't have that number, why don't you have that number? Yeah. Do you think you could almost predict the success of an organization based upon that? Uh, I mean, clearly it's not the only yes. thing. You know, they've got to have a decent product and and that kind of stuff. But well, well let, let me let me quote some stats to you then. If we're so <laughs> go for it. In, in my hit, in hit my it, hit us with your stats, man. In my opinion, you can one hundred percent predict the performance of an individual the performance of a team, and the performance of an organization by measuring the quality of collaboration. Um, there was, and here, here are some stats. So um, IBM did a study uh, which showed that organizations with which were actively using network-improving technology were performing 50% better than those that weren't actively using network-improving technology. Um, the American Journal of Sociology um, put together a study saying that better connected employees uh, we're two times more likely to innovate um, yeah. than, um, than worse connected. But that makes sense completely, doesn't it? it, 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 it it's, really it's all obvious. It's all, it's yeah. Yeah. in my opinion, absolutely. And then, and then a couple of other stats. So that's the performance, innovation. Uh, you see three times better retention rates for well-connected employees inside an organization. So this is why if people are looking to predict retention rates, uh, yeah. The quality of their network is just it's just a, it's just a huge red flag but so that so so the, the data piece is 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 vital but, it, but and that data that can support intuition so that it so that it uh, yeah. uh comes across in in an as objective a way as possible um and I'm, actually i'm just going to read something out if you don't mind so this is from um some feedback that we got from a team that we were working with last week and it was an internal discussion identical talking about challenges that they have and um i know we're going to get onto it but for me post covid and this new hybrid way of working and the the whole who's in the office and who's at home 
it's such a challenge. And let me just read this out because I think this is this is an individual feeling the pain that I think makes it so real. We need to have an opportunity to talk to each other properly. We can't just rely on Slack. Silos are appearing and we have to somehow link up with each other better. Everyone is working remotely and we've lost the advantages working in the office. The quick updates and real-time info sharing, decision-making and all the banter seems to have gone. That's just one individual, but gosh, I bet there's thousands of people feeling like that. Yeah, I, 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 that resonates. That resonates with me as it personally. Yeah. Um, and, and when we have to meet in person on a regular basis, I won't define regular for you, but but it has to happen. Um, so that so that it becomes as I think you use the word banter there, but you have the opportunity to just unwind. Um, yeah. Because you can, you know, with, with too much slack conversations and running the entire thing re- remotely, it's um, uh, yeah. You, you, there's a build-up. There's a tension build-up. There's yes. an intangible tension build-up that exists, and um, uh, and and it's it's every interaction is often very functional, um, and so it'll be most interactions you have if you're in the finance team will be in the finance team most interactions you have if you're in the marketing team will be the marketing team and and so you end up with this sort of negative feedback loop and and i've got um i did do some homework before this session uh and uh there there was a there's a study that we often quote um which is based on uh, microsoft data so uh, over sixty thousand employees in microsoft over the period of time where they um, brought on a remote or hybrid option for their employees and cross team um, connectivity dropped by over 25%, 27%. Um, and uh, I don't believe that they've seen that come back. Um, although, although the study doesn't go on to say whether or not it's, they've worked out how to effectively connect their, their teams. And clearly there's a lot, there are a lot of businesses out there who might've come up with some resolution for this. Um, but the but the the real power, as I'm biased, of course, the real power is making sure that you're all over the measurement of this sort of stuff, and this becomes yeah. this part of your the DNA of the business at the at the highest possible level. Tell us how you do some of this stuff. Tell us about the the the, the, the product, the service, yeah. whatever you call it. What we've built is a very simple um, map or network with a color chart so you can see um it's a um, essentially a red amber green model of what's working and what's not working and vicky you look like you've yeah i was just going to say we will we will include a copy of that chart in the show notes so that people can see it cool brilliant um and and this just this is um this this is provides a essentially a, a map of the mountain you know where what 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 can I do to improve the quality of my organization? Um, and you can look at this at a, at a top level. So you could just say, well, the one, the most important connection that is also the weakest inside my organization is the link between my finance team and my uh, my HR team, making it up here. Um, or possibly my finance team and my marketing team is a, is a more, more traditional one. Um, and, uh, and, and you could just say, 
this is a critical link within this organization. It's working badly right now. Um, we've got the data to show it. That often supports a whole bunch of intuition. And so you can then do two following things. The first thing is, which we recommend once you've got the data, is to give the data to leaders within the organization and say, here's the data, here's what's working, here's what's not working. Do your worst, go fix it. And it's, and it's incredible uh, how, how much changes and how much, how much uh, robustness is, is built into a network just by telling somebody that they yeah. are underconnected or they're performing badly in this particular category. And they'll go away and make it their mission to solve that problem. Um, I think when you can see it on that chart so clearly, and the fact that you have the the RAG system on there, it's it's almost a little bit competitive, isn't there? So that's a great motivation to go, I'm going to go and turn that network line from red to green. You've nailed it. So visible. Exactly. And everybody's everybody's view from their own perspective inside the organisation is different. So everybody's dashboard is slightly different. Um, we permission it all up so that if you're at the top level of the organization, you can see everything. But if you're in um, the UK commercial team, it might be that you only see people within your team or, or um, perhaps in, in sister teams. Um, and, then, and then the third level, and the reason why um, Vicky and I are talking um, and CoFine Amplified work really well is, is once you've done all of the um, uh, like the macro tuning, I suppose, which which is which can be done with leaders um you then find there are um, there are, there are, there are two types of things that need to happen first of all they're the people who just don't care about any of this data and it requires a human being to um be heavily involved as part of a development program for that organization to help transform that organization or you end up with the problems that just cannot be solved by two unskilled individuals and i say in unskilled they'll be very skilled individuals but they just won't understand how to build better teams they won't have a deep understanding of how humans behave i don't think we get taught it yeah i think we're just expected to know it which is why we do what we do yeah exactly exactly and it's just so powerful for um the, the way i see um Kofi working with coaches and consultants is it's it's so powerful because the in my experience when I when coaches and consultants come into an organization it's often either um, for some something dramatic so a huge shit like you need to fire twenty percent of the workforce or and how do we do it properly or we need to merge two organizations then you bring in some organizational transformation consultant or it comes in as a um, everybody in the organization wants more development. You know, we need to uh, pass personal development. We, we only scored two out of five on personal development. How can we raise that bar? So random budget gets allocated to personal development. Generic development company comes in, does maybe a Myers-Briggs test, makes everybody feels good about themselves, and then like ha- has a chat. Where we see real value is where you get a sort of special operations, a SWAT uh, team Mm -hmm. coming in to say, we can't even start with your organization unless we know where to start. So let's find the data, which is going to allow us to build the highest impact intervention for you. And that's going to be where in the organization do we need to run this? And specifically what aspect of how you're working needs refinement and improvement? 
I think what you've just what you've just said there is is why we're so excited to work with you because many of the organizations that we're working with and I'm just thinking of just going to talk about one particular one has seen that collaboration across the board is is a challenge for them and everyone's saying it's a challenge but nobody has a clue where to start I think general workforce is struggling (laughs) significantly post-covid and I know that's probably the third time I've said it Mm. but it's we had silos before covid and I'm absolutely convinced with, you know, and we're talking to many, many, many tech companies um, because our amplifiers are now amplifying. And so our reach is is much more significant and everyone is feeling the pains. And, you know, Patrick Lencioni, who's the methodology that we follow, he wrote a book about silos, politics and turf wars years and years and years ago. So it was a challenge then. And now you've got this remote working where, Teams are deliberately working together as their team, but that cross team and that team of teams that we have a vision for for our clients, it's it's really difficult to make that happen at the moment, I think. And so identifying where the challenges are and where your starting points are makes it tangible because it doesn't feel very tangible. And I think that's what we love um, about your solution. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's 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 great to bring data. So the the as I say, you can write about this and you can intuitively know it, but what? How do we take that? How do we find the data that supports all of these feelings and then yeah, and then and then make it useful for people? Yeah, well, I think the critical bit there is what you just said there about making it useful. And yeah. you know, I said earlier about the simplicity, the way that you graphically represent this i have shown this to so many of our clients now i've gone just take a look at this and they gasp in awe of oh wow i really get how simple that is okay tell me more yeah good well just 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 you know make sure that uh, you send them our way vicky <laughs> i am doing but the you know i Coming from the tech industry and saying, I've had enough of selling tech, I'm not interested anymore. Having Beacon Force in our portfolio and now Kofi as well, I, I didn't think I would ever get enthused about tech again like I have. But seeing the application of it and seeing it, it feels incredibly relevant to the market right now. Yeah. Makes a change from centralizing desktops onto a virtual oh, server. Don't. Doesn't it? <laughs> much of that was good fun so vicky does this fit into your team of teams vision for your clients yeah it, do, it absolutely does because where i've just been you might need to about, explain that to jamie by the way yeah yeah so where where i was talking about silos previously what we're finding with the clients that we're working with is they've seen the results of most of the clients that we've worked with. We've worked with a specific team and they've seen the benefits of that. And um, we recorded a podcast way back and we'll, we'll point back to it um, in the show notes at the end of this. And it was called um, Going 17 Times Faster. And it was through... Um, it comes from thinking from General Stanley McChrystal, who led the troops in Afghanistan. 
And when he led the troops in Afghanistan in back in, I think it was 2001, what he found was that Al-Qaeda was absolutely running rings around them, despite them having more budget, better training, better weapons. The, the, and what he started to do was he optimised the separate teams. So the Navy SEALs were optimised, the intelligence agencies were optimised. And in doing that, op- that optimization of those specific teams, they went from doing 13 raids a month to being able to do 18 raids a month. And Al-Qaeda was still running rings around them. So what he realised he deliberately needed to do was build a team of teams, which was increase the collaboration between the teams to speed up at their effectiveness. And in doing that, and he's got a very deliberate way of doing that, that I'm not going to go into detail of now, but in doing that, he went from doing 18 raids a month to doing more than 300. And the key thing here was not increasing headcount. So it was the same number of people, but how they collaborated. And by the way, two of the things that he really focused on was purpose and trust, which are two of the main things in our speed check that we focus on. So having that shared purpose and trust um, across teams had a significant effect. And that that is what we're now looking to introduce to the clients that we're working with so that they can build that. But you have to be deliberate and you have to be intentional and you have to know where to start. And that's where... Go for it. Does that make sense to you, Jamie? Yeah, it makes it makes complete sense. So where the blooming hell do we start with all this stuff then, Vicky? Well, I think we start initially. Actually, I think that question is better for Jamie because you can perhaps talk about how you would kick off a project with, with you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, and I'm, I'm in the danger of repeating myself here, but sometimes it's good <laughs> to repeat yourself. Um, it, you, using that team of teams example, um, the 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 first thing that you would want to do is repeating Vicky here is is identifying the lay of the land as it as it kind of currently stands. Do I have how many teams do I have? Are they communicating with each other? How do I know um, whether or not they need to commu- communicate with each other? Um, and is there any way of um, once I've identified the lay of the land, measuring the the quality of of those um, those current relationships and tr- trust is one of the eight attributes that we measure, and it is one of the social attributes. It goes alongside motivation as well, and I guess motivation is probably quite closely linked to purpose. Um, yeah, and uh, so you, in order to start your team of teams work, you need to know. What are the teams? How are they interacting? And is it is it working? So that that will be the first thing, getting the data, um, so that you've got the, the starting point. And we we obviously have um, a lot of experience in surfacing that data. And then and then you need to you say, okay, well we've got all the data. What what are we going to do with this? And then I I, I guess and I, the team of teams framework itself is not something I've spent. Um, a massive amount of time with, but it would be interesting to come up with a, I guess, using your methodology, Vicky, you, you, using a, what, what, what does good look like uh, with, with team of teams? You know, what, what is the expected 
what if we're bringing metrics to it and we have this net, net collaboration score if we're bringing that net collaboration score um uh, into the team of teams process what would be optimal for the highest performing team um in, inside an organization and then and then you can give people goals um because with team of team stuff or with with anything um unless you've got a a north star metric or north star goal in mind unless it's been appropriately kind of a responsibility for um meeting that goal has been appropriately kind of syndicated to um the relevant players inside the organization you're never going to get to where you want to get to um and i think inside organizations it often falls down because the responsibility for and i'm going to use the word culture um but 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 the responsibility for the highest quality culture I'll say maybe say culture of collaboration always seems to lie with either the CEO or the senior leadership team or the HR department and being able to as a leader inside an organization or the HR department being able to turn around to an individual or or a manager inside an organization and say you are as much a part of this team as i am and you are as responsible as i am for delivering the highest quality team of teams framework here is your data here's how you're performing go away and build the highest quality team around you as an individual or as a as a as a team and then out of all of this data and out of all of this kind of syndication of process and syndication of responsibility will arise the perfect team of teams organization so it's making sure that data is in the hands of the individuals that need it most inside an organization rather than any kind of top down top down approach yeah that makes sense so jamie we always ask our guests for their three key takeaways um you know we've probably covered it all of these but if you could sort of succinctly summarize three key points for our listeners please um First key point is get the data because data trumps insight when you're talking to other people. Second takeaway is when you've got the data, empower everybody in the organization with that data so they can start solving the problems from the ground up. And then the third takeaway is there's going to be some people who don't want to do that. And there's going to be some nuance, which is too complicated for um a, a, a your your average leader or your average manager and that is where you want to be bringing in the special ops team to use another warring analogy which would be development specialist specialists like like amplified group that where where the problem is too complex you've got the data and you need to facilitate a sometimes com- complex intervention sometimes a simple intervention just to build to to build out um some some additional gains inside your organization so data empowerment and then bringing in a specialist team when required it makes sense cracking summary feels like you should have a theme tune vicky i thought it's almost like the a team there the <laughs> amplified team <laughs> du, 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 du. <laughs> show, show, showing my age here i think <laughs> i'm with you and in this series we're asking our guests to recommend a book have you any book recommendations for us? The the, um, <laughs> the the one that I'm going to recommend is the one that I've actually sent to people this year yeah. as a you have to read this and uh, yeah it's a short book it's called The War of Art 
I don't know if you know it. It's by a guy called Stephen not, Pressfield. And not heard of it. Not heard of him. Um, it's yeah. it's a brilliant book on summary is it, is it's breaking through the blocks and when you're in a creative battles. So it talk, it's a, it's a, it's a very simple. It's, it's essentially a bible to me. It talks about resistance. It talks about overcoming resistance, and then it talks about beyond resistance. And it's a it's a it's a it's a brilliant personal development book, and maybe making it relevant to this conversation. If every single individual inside an organization could build on their own personal development and do do the work, um, yeah. then the organizations would would flourish. So that's that's a good individual starting point for organizational flourishing. Fantastic! I'll have a look at that. I'm worth including that in the show notes as well, Vicky. Yeah, we'll do. We will do. Perfect. Yeah, we've got a, good stuff. We've actually got a page on the Amplified Group website now for, with all our podcast guests' book recommendations. So we'll make sure it goes on there. Great. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you, Jamie. I thought that was that was really interesting. Um, sounds like Kofi and Amplified are going to be working more and more closely together, which is fantastic news. Um, so it just re- remains for me to say thank you for listening to Get Amplified from the Amplified Group. As always, your comments and your subscriptions are gratefully received. It's a huge difference with everything we do, all the assessments we do. It just stops it being personal and mm. difficult conversations that teams have had to have. As soon as you introduce a data element to it, seems to take take the offence out of it. Um, we, we So... When you sort of step back, what we try to do is map the organization. So we we talk about the organizations are networks, not hierarchies. Everybody looks at an organization and sees a, um, the, the, the hierarchy from CEO down. It looks like a little tree and it 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 shows a disconnection between all of the functions. And so we like to um, uh, talk about mapping a network inside an organization, which is a, a very simple, going back to Vicky's point, it's a very simple thing to do. If you just ask every single person in the organization with a with a, a quick survey, who do you go to for collaboration, for example, um, and they can name as many people as they like, you end up with a beautiful network diagram. And that's just, that's a, um, it, can be, it can be as little as a 20 second survey. To, to get people's top five collaborators. And then uh, you can stop there and you can just marvel in the glory of your network. And actually we've had some <laughs> customers who, have, who uh, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, have got so much value out of being able to just see that network, um, sort of um, almost, almost like a neural network. So how do you spit it out? How do you make it real to people? Can I say before we start is when we saw um, what Jamie's going to talk about, it took us about oh, four seconds to go, oh, my God, I love this. It just fits with what we do so beautifully. And you've heard Jamie talk about complexity in everything that you described to start with. We love its simplicity. So I'm going to stop before I steal your thunder, Jamie. But um, we were <laughs> no. so excited when we saw it. Steal, steal, steal away. It sounds much better when you when you say it, Vicky. Actually, so uh, I'll see if I can do it, do it justice. But creating tangible what is otherwise intangible. Um, it's a sort of a cultural map. So that's the first step is mapping it. And it, and as I said, in essence, it can be incredibly simple. Um, we measure eight different types of networks. So 
So think of that first collaborative network and then stack it up with lots of other different types of network. I won't go into all eight, but at top level, it's it's operational or functional stuff, which might be information sharing. Um, we then look at social stuff, which we look at motivation and we look at trust. Um, and then we look at strategic, which is things like, you might ask the question, who do you go to to solve a complex problem? It's fairly intuitive at an individual level. Uh, let's say I asked uh, you, Vicky, like, who do you go to for information? You might list five people who are completely different to the five people you go to to solve a complex problem or the five people you go to for critical feedback. And so you build this incredibly rich, dynamic and interesting map of connectivity. Um, and then you bring in another dimension, which is the the quality of that of that connectivity. And we, we, we often look at that at a team level. So um, it might be that I'm in the marketing team inside an organization and I um, am asked the question, which teams do you need to work with in order to do your job more effectively? Where's that effect? And so the marketing teams might say, I need to work with the product team. I need to work with the sales team. I need to work with the, uh, the engineering team. I need to work with the senior leadership team, whatever it might be. Um, and so we then build a better understanding of, of, of team level demand as well. And as you can imagine, once we've got some of these in, this in individual level network data, some of this team network data, we, we have more data than you can possibly handle. <laughs>